You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world, from Palakki, Panama City, Paramaribo, Paris, Phnom Penh, Podgorica, Port-au-Prince, Port Louis, Port Moresby, Port of Spain, Port Vila, Port Tornovo, Prague, Praia, Pretoria, Pristina, and Pyongyang. Although I don't think I've got too many listeners in Pyongyang. Welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I work to help reconnect diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to themselves and to the world around them. I do this through my website, thelonelydiplomat.com, and on that site you will find my blog, this podcast, and details of services I provide to help, serve, support, and challenge you as you work to reconnect with yourself and the world around you. I'm pleased to say that I've begun partnering with accredited coaches on my site. So if you feel that you do need some help, and we all need help from time to time as we lead our diplomatic life, please go to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash services and look up the details of some coaches who I, with whom I've partnered all designed to help you live your life awesomely. Also on my site is a link to my book, The Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting with Yourself and the World Around You, which is available in ebook and paperback form through Amazon. Connection is the antidote to loneliness, so stay connected with me and my work by subscribing to thelonelydiplomat.com. Subscribers are the first to be told of new content and will be told of exclusive subscriber services. There's a link in the episode description. This is the 23rd episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast and we're going to be talking, well, we're going to be talking about a really sensitive topic that I know is near and dear to many of you, my awesome global audience. I'm going to be speaking with Katja Vlahos on diplomatic breakups. This follows a blog post which I published on Saturday the 8th of May 2020 called The Lonely Diplomat on Breaking Up. Katja and I um, had a fantastic chat and you're going, going to hear it in just a few moments but I was really thrilled, just beyond excited when Katja agreed to come back onto this this podcast to have a chat with me. Simply, Katja has written some fantastic words describing the emotion um, and the the practicalities, really, that going through a breakup, a separation, a divorce, a the end of a relationship, really, um, overseas, away from home, can be like for us. Critically, she's also focused on and provided some really good sound advice for how we, as a global community, be we expats or diplomats, can help support each other through these times. That, for me, was a huge source of support going through my own um, relationship breakup. Katja's focus not only on the the difficulties, the 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 well, the awfulness of a relationship breakdown is balanced not only by um, by her words of encouragement, but as you'll hear, come from her own lived experience as well. And I was really deliberate, listener, to focus on the support aspect rather than the emotional, the financial, the bureaucratic turmoil that we can find ourselves in at the end of a relationship because the support, the support is critical um, to help us go through a relationship breakup away from home. We are, after all, listener, as a global diplomatic community, our best source of support. Now, before we jump into the chat with Katja, there are two things that I want to just briefly explain. 
I apologize uh, before we get started on the the volume of Karcher's voice. Unfortunately, I picked this up, or, or fortunately, depending on how we look at it, right? Um, I picked up that that Karcher's voice was um, not recording as at the same volume uh, of my voice. So I made some amendments about 10, 15 minutes in. So you'll hear some improvement after a little while, but I do apologize for that. And secondly, try and pick the time when um, Katja was interrupted um, by someone who, in her household, who was doing schoolwork uh, and needed to use the printer in Katja's study, I'm sure. Parents all over the world right now can relate to that. Suffice to say that Katja and I had a fantastic laugh about it, and I think it took me a little bit of time to uh, to get myself back together. But we'll we'll see see if you can pick the editing point. Okay, enough from me. Let's get right into the chat. I'll speak with you after. Listener, it's with great pleasure that I welcome back for the first time ever on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, we have a return guest. And I'm thrilled to be talking today with my friend Katja Vlahos on the topic of diplomatic breakups. Katja, welcome back to the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Thank you, Phil. I must say I'm honoured to be the first return guest. So let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Katja, last time we uh, we, we chatted, um, I think it was for episode three of the podcast, and we talked about one of your specialty, uh, well, your, 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 your topic, really. There's, there's no one else better, I feel, who talks on and writes on the topic of home for expats. And... As I said to you before, that that episode has proven to be and still uh, attracts an awful lot of listens. There's something on your work, there's something about your work that for my audience of diplomats and those living the diplomatic life, home and the subject of home really resonates. The issue with with that we're talking about today is almost what happens when home ceases to be as it once was and ceases to be how we want it to be indeed home actually stops being as 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 it had been sounds very dramatic but this is a topic i think that and and in our chat beforehand we were talking about how this is a really serious topic and it's almost you know a a a conversation stopper so how do we talk about breakups separation and divorce in the expat slash diplomatic community Hmm. um well i i liked what you said about home and and actually when i started uh dealing with this topic and i started writing about it um i had a whole article about how do you redefine home or what's what's the role of home in in breakups and it's exactly what you said it's uh what was home is is very different or parts parts of home dimensions of home are are taken away are no longer there so it's a little bit like when you move you have to redefine home Mm. um divorce or, or or you know breakup is is a transition as well and i find that it really helps to to think of of it in terms of home you know mm. how do you um what do you need to feel at home how have things changed um and, and how do you you know go forward so in in expert circles uh, we don't talk about divorce a lot no um i think divorce is a taboo subject in general yeah. Uh, yeah. i don't think it's something it's a bit like death you know you you kind of you're awkward, you don't know what to say. Yeah. But especially in expat circles, um, what I find is that for some reason people think it's contagious. Uh, yes. And therefore the stigma is even more um, distinct. Um, and, and so what happens is, you know, divorce is a very isolating experience. And mm. when your, your circle sees it as contagious, mm. um, 
become even more isolated. Yeah. Right. So we're we're really not helping people who are who are going through that. Um, it's uncomfortable. People don't know what to say. Uh, people fear saying something wrong. Yeah. Uh, in addition um, to that, and um, and I also think it doesn't. And that's that's just me, but I think it doesn't fit with the you know the glamorous image of expert life or the kind of the big adventure we're projecting. Yeah. It's it's just not very, you know, it's just not very nice. That's so, so. that's such an interesting point because that that image, I refer to it uh, in in both that blog post on breakups. Um, uh, that I published last weekend, um, and a couple of other blogs um, about the the facade, the image of this glamorous lifestyle that diplomacy, being an expat, kind of conjures up in our collective mind. Um, and it almost feels to me that this is a topic that is so taboo that you know it, it because it, it is the reminder of that this lifestyle is not all that it's cracked up to be it's great there are certainly you know the highest of highs but when you have the highest of highs you can get the absolute lowest of lows and this almost seems to be like the forbidden topic the taboo topic that is just not spoken about in a constructive way um and i wonder we do we talk about it in unhelpful ways well um i i don't think so but here's the thing it's it's a taboo subject but once somebody talks about it there is so much interest um, and I experienced that firsthand when when I started talking about divorce, and I, I actually wanted to start a conversation. I hadn't I hadn't seen much yeah. out there, and and I found that people were like, "Oh, this is so great! Finally, somebody talks about this." Um, and and there was a lot of engagement, but I also realized there was so much out there. There were so many people who had experiences with mm. this, either from themselves or from people they knew. Mm. Um, there was a lot of material out there, but it's just like people weren't talking about no. it. So once you trigger that, um, there's a lot of engagement that comes out and a lot of constructive yeah. engagement. That speaks a lot. That speaks very highly, Carter, of your bravery um, in pioneering that Discussion listener uh, Katja just kind of shrugged as if uh, like it's nothing, but it's not. It, it, it's it's far from nothing, Katja. It, it, it's one of the one of the hardest things to do on any topic, on any sensitive topic, is to start the conversation. And starting the conversation creates that space for others to step up, and and join you in this in this conversation how exactly one of one of your advice in your um huff post um blogs uh and there are four that i put on um on the blog uh and and linked to on 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 my blog on on breakups one of them is uh, the fourth one actually is about the support and, and being support um, for others. And, and I feel like I'm like jumping way ahead of the conversation that I'd planned in, in my mind and I'd shared with you. But I think it's, it's, it's opportune now before we get into, you know, perhaps some other, you know, more uncomfortable topics that like the story of Pandora's box, once you open Pandora's box, hope remains. And your fourth article in that series of four on, on um, the Huffington Post shows that there is support available, seek out support, but critically, and this speaks to your point, because it is your point, be the support for others. If you have gone through it, and I love this, I love this so much because there's nothing, nothing 
more supportive than someone who can speak with authenticity on the topic. How are we at that at that point of providing that support to each other in your in your in your view in your experience? You know, we we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep up the conversation. The reason why um, I, I I talk about being the support for others, which you, you you express so well is that there aren't a lot of resources out there for people uh, going through, for expats going through um, separation, divorce, uh, relationship breakdown. And, and therefore we need to create our own resources. You know, the problem is there can be resources on a local level, but um, there's, there's a lot of barriers if you're an expat in, in, you know, and you don't speak the language of the country. Yeah. How do you understand the legal system? Yeah. Um, maybe you can't afford to get advice uh, maybe you can't afford to get psychological support so there's a lot of there's a lot of barriers often um, for expats and and they don't know where they stand so what can we do we can do our best to support others and um, for example it, it can be little things you know it can be um, just asking them what they need maybe they need you to you know um, cook dinner one night or, or to watch the kids so that they can take a nap or go to the gym for an hour at the time when we used to go to the gym. gym. <laughs> um, <so> it's, <laughs> I remember it's, those it's little days. things. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so it's little things and it's also kind of a, um, the broader concept of, of taking the stigma out yes. of it. So, I mean, the reason why I talked about it is because I didn't feel that it's a stigma. I, I didn't feel that it was... I don't know, this, this, this huge failure to get a divorce, you know, things happen yeah. and, 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 you know, 50% of us do, yeah. and why do we need to stigmatize that? So I wanted to talk about this to show that, Hey, if I'm talking about it, it means it's not that bad. You know, you can do it too. And, and I'm hardly the pioneer here. I mean, there's other people who talked about it before, but for some reason it, it really kind of hit, hit a nerve and, and, um, and it, it, you know, people, we're like, yeah, you know, it's time to talk about this. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much to say. So, so there's like, you know, don't stay away. Don't stigmatize um, these situations. It's not contagious. And, you know, by the way, ask people what they need. It's okay. Like, don't feel awkward. Um, it's again, when, when, when somebody loses someone and, and, you know, there's, there's, a lot of us who just will say nothing because we're afraid of saying the wrong thing. There yeah. is no wrong thing. Just ask. Yep. You know, a question. You can never be wrong with a question. Just ask what the person needs. Um, and often, especially if you've been through it, there are practical ways you can help. Yep. You know, if you're in, you know, like in my case, I've I've helped people who are facing these issues in, in here in Switzerland because I've been through the process. I know how the system works. Yep. I speak the language. Um, so I've able to help people who are who are earlier in the process uh, or just just starting out or who are struggling with something i struggled before so especially if you've been through it but not exclusively even if you haven't been through divorce there are ways you can help people you know as long as you're human and have you know some basic empathy i think that's all you need yeah right? and it's it's huge yeah because divorce is a again breakups are very lonely yeah like you know yeah yeah yeah, and especially you don't need to, to be an expert. No, and unfortunately, very quickly um, after the decision is made to split, to separate, and and then divorce, one can become an expert very quickly um, in in how the new reality works, both from a bureaucratic sense and from um, you know a a practical living day-to-day sense one of the one of the the things that the, the issues that really struck me um, and actually really prompted me so I'm giving giving you credit here Katja one of the things that that really prompted me to write what I wrote was your first article in that group of uh, Huffington Post blog posts which talks about like essentially and and kids cover your ears um but you know the, the the shittiness the general shittiness of uh um of a breakup 
Um, and for an expatriate couple, uh, the practical realities of that happening in a place that is far from home and how we must decide where we are going to move to. You know, the, the, the person who, you know, uh, in this case, in diplomacy, the person who has been the accompanying spouse or the accompanying partner and no longer is so, they come to a crossroads very quickly about what to do with their life because all that support that they've been given as being part of the diplomat's family unit, that continues in a different way to the diplomat because they remain the most important person in that scenario for understandable reasons, but, uh, you know, very quickly, potentially after a significant period of time following around a, a diplomat being an accompanying spouse um, as a diplomat, suddenly that certainty has been ripped apart and you're now on your own. And in my blog, I wrote a lot about that, um, about mm. the experience of the former, the ex-accompanying spouse, the ex-accompanying partner, the former significant other, I called it. And how we can, I guess, fear all of this dramatic change because we know that if we step off that... Um, uh, that that moving walkway that is diplomacy, it can be a very uncomfortable crash. So sometimes it's the better the system you know, perhaps. Not sure where I'm going with that because that, that seems to be covering a whole lot of issues there. Um, yeah. But I think it goes I, I to that reading, fear. Yeah. No, I was, re I was reading your blog post and I was like... <laughs> You know, nodding and nodding because I, I've seen this happen in diplomacy, but also in, in, in expert couples, it's 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 very similar. I mean, you are somewhere as a uh, as a dependent, and your your visa suddenly uh, is is gone because you know if you divorce um, and and it's not an amicable divorce, or the other person wants to move, you're suddenly okay. Am I, I, you, your visa depends on the person. Yeah you're divorcing, then then, then it's gone. Then yeah. how do you stay in the country? Uh, if it's not an amicable divorce, and I've seen that, and, 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 uh, and your former spouse just wants to move somewhere, what do you do? I mean, yeah. you have to leave the country because you no longer have a permit. Uh, do you follow them? Can you go home if you have children? It's not that simple. Yeah. Right? You can't go anywhere without without a permission in, in countries where you have joint custody, which is just a lot. Uh, yeah. a lot of them. So there's a lot of a lot of issues that that you know. In addition to the whole emotional yeah. upheaval of going through the separation, you have all these practical things that hit you. Yeah, and it's it's, it's horror sometimes. Yeah. Right? people are completely lost. That's why I'm saying you know. <laughs> don't stay away because even just giving the emotional support will help them kind of bring the stress level down so they can start coping with all the practical issues one step at a time which you know when everything hits at the same time you're you're like frozen very yep. often but but you're right what you're saying is, is very true you you have to deal with a lot of practical issues and very fast because when you no longer have a visa and have to leave in like i don't know one month or even three months you know, what do you do? How do you figure out the rest of your life? Yeah. It's yeah. At a time when there are so many other emotions going through and, and it can be completely overwhelming on one part. And then, you know, if you're pragmatic like I am, uh, you, you can uh, uh, compartmentalize things. It's like, okay, I'll have time essentially to grieve the loss of this this relationship and but you know i just need to get things done i need to you know make sure that you know am i staying or am i going can i stay can or do i have to go home um if i do go home uh what do i do where do i live you know there, there might be someone who's living in your house 
that you've rented out and you might not be able to move in until they move out at the end of the lease. Where do you live? Um, do you live, you know, do you couch surf? Do you, you know, go, you know, live with family or friends or, or whatever it is or, you know, and then well, what do you do for money? Um, and, and it can also, it can feel that those practical considerations the the, the 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 business of life uh, can actually be a welcome perhaps distraction from dealing with the emotional issues um, but you know also but it can be completely overwhelming to process all of them at the same time like the the, the practical and the emotional um, is 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 completely overwhelming this is why i love your advice right yeah and not everybody can compartmentalize that's why people get overwhelmed yeah um and and there's also um the other thing i wanted to to the other point i wanted to raise is even if you are if you are able to compartmentalize and, and put the grief in a little box you know don't forget it there because grief has to happen whether you decide to go through it or not it will happen yeah. and and i think it's it makes more sense that it happens at your time on your terms rather than just hit you when you yeah. don't expect it when you're in a completely different stage so i'm just saying let's maybe put grief aside so we can function but not forget about it because there is a lot of loss and, yeah. and a lot of emotional uh issues to deal with and and you know, at some point when we feel that we're up to it, we, we need to acknowledge it and we need to go through it. Yeah. Uh, but different people function differently. Yeah, some are able to put it aside and, and function. Some others are like completely frozen and need somebody to, to you know, to put one foot, to help them put one foot in front of the other, uh, yeah, help them figure lot. out, okay, this has to come first. This has, exactly. Yeah. So different people have, have different needs. I mean, we all approach this yeah. in our own unique way. Yeah. Which is why I love, love that advice. And listen, I really do want to underscore, triple underline, let's bold it and italicize it. Ask the question. Ask a question. Step in. Um, and, and one of the beauties in my experience of living in diplomatic communities, when terrible things happen in the community, people drop whatever they're doing and come together. Uh, and generally this has been because of um, the unfortunate death of someone in a diplomatic mission. And it's horrible, it's horrible, but one of the comforting elements of that, at a time when really very few people know exactly what to say, is that we're there for each other. The sense of community is so strong in that instance. A divorce carries a different kind of stigma. And it's almost it's like, well, you know, it's horrible. It's an awful situation. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm prying. But, you know, and then there's also the other part of it from, you know, other people in the community is like, I knew they wouldn't last. You know, they've been cheating on each other. They've been so desperately unhappy. And, you know, the gossip, the small-minded gossip, which which we we all we we all know exists. But right. when when it comes yeah. to the to the stigma of separation, sep uh, the stigma of of divorce, we so don't know what to say. And take a, a we observe. We, we observe from afar or, or from, from, from a distance, whatever distance that is, and with kind eyes and a sympathetic smile. And it's like, oh, I'm here for you, but oh, I don't really know what to say. Don't ask me. Um, yeah. And your advice goes to my conclusion to that post, starting that kind and honest conversation. Um individually and collectively uh, within our employing agencies, within diplomacy in general, but within ourselves critically. 
about simply asking the question, what do you need? That's what we need to triple right. underline. Yeah. Or how are you doing? How can I help? What do you need? Yep. Simple questions. And I, I like that you mentioned death uh, because we do, well, That's in the like I said, you, you come together. Uh, yeah. and, but the impact of death and divorce, sometimes there's a lot of overlap. Yes. Uh, in what happens to 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 the partner who's who's left behind, or or you know to the spouse who's who's you know going through this experience, to the spouses, um, there's a lot of similar um, issues to be dealt with. So death is not a stigma, but but divorce is. But yep. you know, help and support uh, is is crucial for both. Um, but I think what what could be at the root of this, you know, seeing it as contagious is we know deep down that leading uh, expert life, I don't know about the diplomatic life, but I know definitely that expert life puts a strain on relationships. Yes. Um, and, and so there's a sense that, oh, well, we're all in this dangerous situation. Therefore, Such anyone could be affected point. by this. Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's like, Denial. We don't want to go there. Yes. We don't talk about it because we don't want to go there. We don't want to examine our own relationship. Mm. But it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's silly, but it's usually what happens is is if a relationship is um, is not on a solid foundation to start with, then yes, leading the expert life uh, or you know moving a lot can put a lot of strain and and even damage a relationship that's already not solid from the beginning yeah. if you have a solid foundation um you're not in danger so yeah, yeah. i won't draw the conclusions from that about who thinks divorce is contagious but, <laughs> um, but it's, it's not a reason to stay away and not offer support i think uh, this is such a good point katja and one that i want to explore some more about that that contagion um and, you know, for, for, for people into the future who ha are listening to this episode as if it, they've opened some kind of time capsule, um, you know, we are going through at the moment a global pandemic um, and, you know, we are all about contagion uh, and, and, you know, um, protecting ourselves from picking up uh, coronavirus. Um, so what I... What I sort of want to want to explore a little bit with that whole contagion angle is it does hold up an uncomfortable mirror for us uh, and can uh, make it harder to hide those cracks in the foundation of the the relationship and I think that's that's the case in any kind of societal circle be it expat diplomatic non-expat non-diplomatic but though the unique stresses of particularly in this instance uh, the diplomatic life where the work is where the work is a um a a, a third wheel um and <laughs> do we need to pause <laughs> So I want to keep this in, but I won't. I won't. But so when it when it comes to um, that that stigma and and the um, oh god, what was the word? Contagion. The which one? Contagion. Yes. What yes. Yeah. 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 So when it when it comes to the contagion. Um, and because, as you say, and I so agree, I think my head was about to fall off, Katja, in terms of when you said that, um, you know, the expat life, the diplomatic life, places unique stresses on a relationship that can quickly highlight where work might need to be done on the relationship. So communication, um, uh, a compromise uh, and when it comes to diplomacy one thing that everybody who lives the diplomatic life knows is that it is the diplomatic life the employing agency for all its benevolence for all its kindness for all its 
wonderfulness um, and you know the, the the rewards that you know the financial rewards the life rewards that you can get the career rewards that you get from from that life it owns you your employer owns you you are there at significant taxpayer expense performing a role on behalf of your country and your country's government if you are needed at 4 p.m on a saturday afternoon and it's your kid's eighth birthday party you have to go you have to go and mm. that's not like at home if you work in government there's there's other people who can cover for you but if you're at an embassy if and a particularly a small embassy it doesn't do to say, you know what, it was my kid's eighth birthday. I, I, I returned that call when someone had had a horrendous car accident uh, and and needed consular assistance. Uh, you know, I returned that, you know, once all the guests had left at eight o'clock that night. It doesn't do for that. And that can, I think that's an uncomfortable reality that divorce, separation, a breakup, um, highlights for diplomats is that this is never going to change this is the very reason why you are living this life and it's never going to change and the employer is always going to be the third wheel absolutely yeah yeah and that's that's slightly different from from experts right i mean it's Perhaps you can eventually. Yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 a little more extreme in diplomatic mm. life. Like you said, you're a public servant. You're funded by taxpayers' money. You're representing your country. There is some of that. I'm just saying it's it's probably much more intense. Yeah, yeah. For diplomats. Yeah, yeah. And and how many times? How many times can the accompanying spouse? How many times can? The diplomat how many times can any children just sort of go oh okay well yeah the phone's rung again you know there they go off to work and oh, it's all right i'll just you know take care of everything again um or there goes mum or dad to work and and i don't mean to say this you know to to add guilt uh on onto already a difficult situation but i think Everybody who travels in that diplomatic community, be they the diplomat, an accompanying partner or an accompanying spouse or an accompanying child, soon realises that when that phone rings after hours, that's it. They're gone. Yeah. For weeks, yeah. sometimes, depending yeah. on the event. Um, right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an additional strain, for sure. Yeah. It's an additional strain. And... and uh, you have more experience than I, but not everybody uh, is is reconciled with that, or not everybody comes to terms with that no. the same way. I'm assuming, right? I mean, no. it's a tough one to swallow. Yeah, yeah. And I have this conversation a few times, and and I wonder if this is something. Well, I I I do really would like to get your um would like to get your your thoughts on this, but how can we? as a community expat diplomat but people who live overseas far from home who are in the business of being human and having you know experiencing the human condition um, and doing the best they can with what they've got where they are in the world um, and how can we prepare ourselves how can we prepare our um, if we work in an HR area of um, or, or staff welfare of our uh, employing agencies, how can we prepare couples? How can we prepare families for the rigors of international life, be it be it expat or uh, or diplomat? How can we prepare people for? what could be when divorce separation breakups terrible but the mindset can be it happens to other people we're good how can we prepare people who right. don't who might not want to be prepared 
who may not right. want to be prepared. That's it, terrible English. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Um, I, I, Listeners, I this is why Katja's on mindset. the episode is because she gets me, and when I when I try when I trip over my questions, she's just got me. So thank you, Katja. Yeah. I, I'm very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's not only all oh, this happens to other people and I'm in denial. It's also uh, it's not something pleasant to plan for, and that's it's not something we want to. It's like it's like I don't know, writing a will. How many people do you know who like happily sit down to write their will? It's like yeah, you're an exception. Well, well, Listen, I put my hand up, and and then I was like, I heard Katja saying happily write the will. No, no one writes a will happily, but we have to. We you have to, to think yeah. why yeah. you have to think why yeah you had to right and and i mean i I'm, I'm doing that as well but it's it's something that forces you to think about what what what's possible what yeah. can happen so and it, and it also feels strange when you're um you know when things are going well to start planning for the case where your relationship breaks down yeah uh, it's awkward also yeah. with 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 your partner to I mean, okay, let's sit down and think you. about what happens if we divorce. Yeah, I'm in love with you yeah. right now, like, but at a time I might hate you, so I'm going to prepare myself for that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like a prenup. Kind of I was thinking feeling, exactly right? the same thing. Not everybody feels comfortable with that. Yay, we're getting <laughs> Some married. Some people think it's a great mm-hmm. idea, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's 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 a natural kind of um, hesitance mm. to deal with that, and and it's an interesting question. I can say, how can HR departments, how can the employers prepare people? Um, I can tell you how I like to prepare people, or, or the kinds of discussions I like to have with people, which is, um, it's it's like good. Um, I'm looking. The, the German word comes to me, but it's like good prevention. Yeah. You know, what do you do to nurture your relationship to make sure your relationship is healthy? It's the same thing. So you sit down and before a move, before you agree on a move or you decide on a move, um, what do I want out of this? What's And, and both partners need to have um, an idea of what they're getting out of a move, um, how they're going to be thriving in the new place, what they're going to need for that. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is, what's my plan B? You yeah. know, if something bad happens it doesn't have to be divorce it could be like you mentioned you know the death of, of one of the partners it could be uh one of the partners uh, losing their job mm. i mean um mm. there's there's a lot of bad things that can happen and right. unfortunately not often but unfortunately they do yeah. so um what's your plan and it can be um things like I'm keeping a bank account in my name, even if it's back in my home country, because in the host country, I can't, because I don't have an income. Yeah. You know, if one of the two partners is not working, they can't yeah. get a bank account, they can't get a credit card. You know, you need um, the other person to, to guarantee that. Yeah. So can I keep a bank account in my country? Can I have some assets or some cash to my name? Yeah. Very simple, but um, a lot of people don't think about that, and they end up only having joint accounts and then this thing happens yeah. Yeah. like okay how do i access my bank account especially if it's not a a, a divorce or, or you know a separation on good terms um yeah. there's a lot of you know uh, expert partners who are financially dependent mm-hmm. again when this thing happens when any bad thing happens um a lot of issues you need to resolve really fast how do i survive if again if it's not an amicable uh separation and and the other person is not willing to support you financially for the transition period you're suddenly left with nothing well if you had thought if you had some money on the side um or, or another support structure it just makes this this initial transition where you also are going through the shock yeah. the emotional shock uh it makes it a little bit easier so thinking about plan b and if it helps just don't think about it in terms of separation but think about it in terms of anything bad that can happen to you it's the rainy day um, fund how can you mm. yeah how can you be covered um so yeah these these two things basically be conscious about your decision to move and and be vocal about what you need um and 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 have a plan b um and and also, I'd like to bring up again. This is this is an issue in expert circles. You can tell me how how um, how intense it is in, in diplomatic circles. 
um, very often one of the two partners takes a step back, you know, think about how are the dynamics of the relationship going to change? You know, how is your situation going to change with every move? And how comfortable are you with that? Um, Are you, uh, even if you're taking a step back now, are you thinking about going back to work? Um, What do you need to do? Um, if that's if that's the plan, what do you need to do now? How can you maintain your network? How can you maintain even some connection to to your professional identity? Maybe it's working. I don't know, twenty percent, something. But but maybe you don't want to give up altogether. I mean, I, I encourage people to to keep some connection. Yeah. Um, because you never know. You never know what happens. Yeah. And you don't want to be going suddenly from you know being a stay-at-home uh, parent uh, to to having to go work full-time because there's no other choice yeah yep yep so, and but I these are uncomfortable subjects and, and and prospects to to be planning for yeah exactly but I, f- I feel this is you know I, I prescribe you know kind and honest conversations this is a great kind and honest conversation to start um, because Life happens. Um, you know, my friend Georgie Ryan, in her, um, her, her chat, like the chat that I had with her on episode two um, on, 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 on being a diplomatic um, spouse, um, she says it very eloquently in the very Georgie Ryan way, same shit, different country. Um, and uh, I, I love that. It comes to mind so often. So, Georgie, if you're listening, know that you're in my mind. But it is a, um, it's so true. We can, particularly preparing for our first posting, we've got no idea what we're getting ourselves into. There's plenty of advice. There's plenty of, um, uh, you know, experienced people, at least in the in the Australian context, who come in and, and there's panel discussions about what you need to do and people dispensing hard, hard-learned wisdom to a group of people about to go out who, who perhaps feel like they're, you know, um, bulletproof, who feel that, you know, this will not happen or it's like the, the retelling of history from old kooks. Um, who, who, you know, regaling stories of, of the good old days. But I love that. Have the plan B um, where you know that life will happen. It just happens to, you know, be in a different country. Um, and having that um, that knowledge that you... Won't, you don't know what you're getting into until you get there, but remaining kind and honest with each other, with yourself, that it's not going to be the, the, the magical, you know, nirvana um, uh, and, and the answer to every hope and, and aspiration that you ever had, uh, a diplomatic posting, it's work, just in another location. But I love that plan yeah. B. And, and- yeah, and you may never need it, but it's it's good to have it there. And and also another thing I didn't talk about again that's that's not very comfortable is um, know what your legal rights are, where you're moving. Good advice. And um, for instance, uh, even if there's nothing wrong with your marriage now, do you know what happens if you separate? Do you know what the custody laws are? Um, do you know what happens to your um, residence and work permit? Can you get your own like non-dependent one i know that in many cases that's not possible no. but uh for example in in our case i i always made sure i had um my, that my work permit was independent and that was the first thing i looked at when i when i separated is like uh okay what's going to happen to my to my residence permit i, I double checked make sure like that, that doesn't affect me because because yeah. um, at the time i wasn't i wasn't having an, an income that would be high enough to to qualify me to stay. I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm an EU citizen, but Switzerland has special yeah. um, agreements. And, and and so I made sure nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing happens to that. But these, these are important questions. Um, um, again, if, if you're a foreigner, how, you know, what are your rights in, yeah. in case of separation in a host country? Um, can you move away? Um, yeah. you, know, you know, what happens to the kids? All, all these things have an idea and you know have a conversation yeah Um, Yeah. that's all it takes just 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 know what you're stepping into 
you never know if you're needed, if you'll need it or not. Yeah. But of course, it, for, it, for, it can never hurt. For diplomats, it's a very good, very good advice, Tekacha. For diplomats, we are essentially in a diplomatic bubble, uh, a diplomatic visa bubble, where um, any dependent, uh, their legal status is um, is is dependent on that relationship to uh, the diplomat. Problem with diplomatic yeah. visas as opposed to other residence visas, um, and I'm getting quite technical here, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it very general, but uh, because they're so special and they're subject to treaty, sometimes treaty-level negotiations between countries about what each other's diplomats can do in each country, about work rights, about doing anything, um, uh, stepping off from that, generally, very generally, and there's, you know, 220 countries in the world, so there's 220 different rules, um, but generally, you can't go from a diplomatic visa to another visa while you remain in that country. You have to leave and then apply for a, a regular visa um, from somewhere else. So, because oh, okay. you're not allowed to be on a diplomatic <laughs> visa because you're no longer... A, uh, you know, with the diplomat. So yeah. that that quite often for diplomats is it's like, well, I just have to go home. And it's it's rare. It's a rare exception where you can easily, um, as a citizen of another country like Australia and New Zealand, um, you know, live as a regular Australian citizen in New Zealand. Um, and live as a regular New Zealand citizen in Australia. Um, that's pretty in the Australian context. That's pretty much it. Um, hmm. Without having to, and then there's going to be plenty of exceptions to that. But yeah, otherwise you'd have to go yeah, home. But even, but even knowing that, yep, right. That, yep. that's important. You know, yeah. you know what you yeah. might have to deal with if, yeah. if something happens. And I feel it's not a surprise. No, exactly. And I feel that, you know, um, our friend Amel Derigi will be yelling uh, at her um, at her speaker right now uh, and saying, and I did mention this in, in the blog post, uh, that Amel's fantastic work uh, at Tandem Nomads, which is all about empowering the accompanying spouse living an expat life, but it's, as we've seen through Amel's blog, uh, at the Lonely Diplomat, and um, I think it was episode 17 of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, which was on setting up a portable business. She shared in her um, in her chat with me on the on the podcast episode that this was one of the drivers her witnessing a terrible divorce in um in i think it was a diplomatic community it was a diplomatic divorce that that she she witnessed and and the um accompanying spouse she was left with nothing um right. and amel's like no no this this does not have to be so listener um if you are just starting to think about what your plan b could be know that Tandem Nomads, so Amel at Tandem Nomads does an awful lot of work um, providing advice through a podcast uh, on this. So, you know, there's there's links in the blog post um, to it. But so shout out to, to Amel there for, for the great work that she's doing. I'm a huge fan. She's she's doing amazing work at empowering expert partners, and and this is this is you know a, a fantastic. It's not even Plan B. I don't want to call it Plan B. It doesn't give it enough no. uh, significance. No. But but a portable career is is huge. So it's yeah, definitely check out Amel's, Amel's work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which which is a big issue in in expert and diplomatic uh, couples alike, right? You know yep. this this financial, especially financial dependence, dependence, but also, you know, yeah. dependence in many other aspects. Keeping up skills, qualifications, yeah. uh, keeping, as you said, you know, keeping those contacts going. Um, connection. Yeah. 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 It's all about connection. Yeah. yeah. But um, Katja, I, I do want to say, um, uh, I will ask you one more thing before, before we wrap up. And you were, um, 
not only writing those those four um, posts that were um, published on the on Huffington Post back in 2017, and listen, there's going to be a link in the in the description to this episode. But you've also written about how, as a community, we need to come together to talk uh, and support uh, the. Um, you know the our, ourselves, and I know that we've touched on it at the beginning uh, or earlier on in this this episode. But I want to revisit it as a way of of wrapping this up. What do we need to do, according to Kachavlahos, to best best not better, but best? Let's talk utopia here. What do we need to do to best support those going through? Oh, full stop. What do we need to do best to support people in relationships as they live the expat slash diplomatic life? Hmm, so it's supporting them in relationships, not supporting them in relationship breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. we, we can support at the end, but sometimes it's best to support prevention is better than cure, perhaps. Yeah. Look, I can, again, give you my my perspective of this is to speak up when you see things. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a sign of a true friend when you don't keep things to yourself. And, and again, I'm, I'm a bit, um, um, I'm influenced by my work as a coach because you are not serving your client when you see things, but because you want to be nice, you don't bring them up, yeah. right? Uh, and 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 I wouldn't be doing my job if if I wouldn't be um, talking about what I see. So yeah. when you see things that aren't working, or when you see a friend who is um, oh so excited to go on this expert adventure, but are not really thinking about anything else maybe maybe ask questions you don't even need to say oh you should be doing this you should be doing that maybe ask questions so um so what happens when i don't know uh, not when you separate what happened when you move what is the you know what are the first things you're gonna do or have you guys discussed yep. what happens for me really like setting the the foundations of of a move and 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 you know having uh when we're dealing with a couple having both people on board uh, both being very conscious of, of you know the choices they're making, uh, very conscious of what they need to thrive, what they need to feel at home. Um, those conversations at the very beginning are, I think, the, the key to to um, to a successful transition, a successful uh, assignment, a success, successful posting, you know, yep. whatever you call it, uh, because stuff will happen. Yep. But at least you know why you're there. You know, and and you you know what you need. You ask for what you need. So, um, the way I find that that you know is my way of contributing is is asking those questions when I when I notice things and maybe just you know maybe just triggering some some reflection yeah. in people. That that's one one way. But it's also just being there and listening and being present. With people and and just just being yeah being present with whatever comes up yeah for them yeah even if you don't ask questions just be there and and see what you know what they have to say and and uh, just give them the space to share uh, because it's um, especially you know when we move to new places and we don't know anybody and there's no support system um, even one person can make a huge difference even one person being present for you can make a huge difference um, you don't have you know when you're home you have the family you have a circle of friends it's sort of like uh, one of my um, my interview partners when I was writing the book um, and I was doing research interviews said you have this buffer right if yeah. something happens yeah. in your couple you have the family you can go to them you know they can intervene you can you can you know you can vent you can talk to people you have your your circle who supports you and when you're an expat or when you're a diplomat especially when you know you're relatively fresh you don't have that so yeah. anything that happens stays within the couple and that that's a lot of pressure yes so taking that pressure off yeah. some of that pressure off yeah. um is very beneficial often I love it. Don't, don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. And I think, listener, 
critically Carter's point uh, about to them for them if we are providing help and support it's for them it's being present it's listening it's being um is it empathic or empathetic um i i, I get confused but i've seen both i've seen both I know. <laughs> but but yeah. but responding with empathy that's how i get around it um and uh fun, fun with language with phil but um it is um yeah responding with empathy i think is critical because these issues can dredge up topics or, or, or experiences from our past that we, we want to sort of share with someone else. That's helpful to a point, but we're being there for them and mm-hmm. helping them with their experience, coming at it with our experience, but being there for them first. I love that. I love that advice, Katja. Right. And if we all do that, um, somebody will do that for us as well, right? Exactly. uh, Exactly. And generally? Pay it forward. Paying it forward. I think we've just paid it forward about tenfold, uh, I hope, with, uh, with, with with this episode and getting, as with my blog post, um, getting those kind and honest conversations individually within relationships, within our little communities, wherever our little communities are in the world and within our uh, uh, collective community as a, as a global diplomatic community made up of people, getting those kind and honest conversations started is the best way that I know of raising awareness and letting people know that they're not alone at particularly a very lonely time. Absolutely. Mm. Katja, I want to say thank you so much, like absolutely profusely for joining us on this episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Can't wait for the third time you're on. <laughs> thank you, Phil. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure as always. And let's keep talking about this. Let's keep the conversation. Keep writing. You know, we're, we're not alone. People no. are not alone. Exactly exactly yeah. so and we'll, we'll take that stigma off i'm all about we'll, ripping, we'll get there ripping stigma band-aids off let's do it i'm in the mood there you go i'm in the mood Katja. let's do it <laughs> i'm in <laughs> excellent excellent Katja vlahos thank you so much for your time thank you phil good to talk to you that was yet another brilliant chat with Katja vlahos and I have to share with you that after we finished recording that, um, I did share with her uh, and I went back to the being a pioneer in this discussion on divorce, separation, breakup, the end of a a relationship in the expat context. Um, I, I told her, I shared with her that she was, her words were so helpful to me and for me uh, in uh, going through my relationship breakup. And I cannot, simply cannot recommend reading her HuffPost articles on the trauma of going through a relationship breakdown while living the expat life. And we can easily, as diplomats, substitute expat life for diplomatic life. And it was such a support and source of comfort for me. Kacha's book, A Great Move, Surviving and Thriving in Your Expat Assignment, is, frankly, an indispensable resource for anybody who moves internationally for work. Listener, as a diplomat or someone is living the diplomatic life, that's you. You really do need to read this book, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. There's a link to Katja's book in the description for this episode. If you have any feedback on this or any other episode, please send an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you like this episode, please share it within your networks and give it a high rating 
on the service through which you're now listening. If I can improve on the quality and content of my work, please let me know. I serve the global diplomatic community and my work is all designed to help diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to reconnect with themselves and the world around them. As part of this service, my blogs and podcasts are provided to you at no charge. If you got some value from this episode, please consider showing me some love and provide some financial support via a one-off or monthly contribution through PayPal. For details, go to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support. It does sound like you're getting ready to leave, so until next time, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world needs more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.